Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Sorry about the noise. My neighbor's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. This is Sports Day for Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Hope you've had a fabulous week. It's Friday on Sports Day SA. Paul Bonzer with me. Chad Sayers, Chad, Redback superstar. How are you going, my friend? Very well. Great to be back, Bonds. Another great week of sport. Yeah, we had a big night last night at Adelaide Oval. We'll talk about that very, very shortly. And you can be part of the show as well. The Weeks Open Line, discover exceptional customer service. Weeks Homes, discover different. You can call us on 1300 736 736 or text 0427 0427-154-166. Text us in. Uh, now, the hot topic, it's going to be, well, we've got a few hot topics, but let's talk about the cricket first. All thanks to Char Time, the home of freshly brewed tea. Thirsty at Char Time, explore our ready-made signature range inspired by Char Time fan faves. Uh, well, you were there commentating last night. I was there hovering in the background. Um, the Aussies played some pretty good cricket. They did, and they needed to, didn't they? They had a disappointing uh, 2020 World Cup where they... Just didn't look very enthusiastic out in the field and the way they played um, wasn't great. So to come out and start the, the proper summer, I guess, of cricket, um, although it's not a test match, Bonds, which will be around the corner. Um, yes. Paddy Cummins won the toss, selected the field and just set the tone early. Him and Mitchell Stark got them off to a great start, didn't they? didn't they? Yeah, three early wickets, set the tone, put England on the back foot. Were they hung over a bit in their <laughs> celebrations? I don't know, but... Um, yeah, just the way they went about it. Adam Zampa was great again. Darwin Milan for England got them in the game with 130-odd and batted so well. He did not miss time of ball or innings. Yeah, he was he was a standout, I thought. And what's interesting, I saw a tweet from Barat Sunderason, one of our very good friends uh, on SEN Cricket, and he took a picture of Milan sitting in the middle of the MCG after They'd won the T20 World Cup. He obviously didn't get a berth, didn't play. But he was just thinking about what he was going to do and make an impact in the one-day games. And obviously, he came out last night and he was fantastic because they were in a lot of trouble. If, without him, they're probably out for 150. Well, that's what we were talking about on air. We thought maybe they'll get 170, maybe 200 if he got out. But the class of him, and he hasn't really played much one-day cricket for England. He's, that was his ninth game, I think it was. And But every every time he has played, he's he's done well. He averages over 60 now, and uh, he put him in a position to win the game. The Aussies came out firing, didn't they? SA's own Travis Head and David Warner. New partnership, Aaron Finch not playing now. Um, they, they set the tone for the summer, really, and from that partnership, they were never losing a game. Yeah, 147 opening partnership. Warner went on to make 86. Travis Head was the first man out. He made 69. Trav looked very, very good. He like, a bit scratchy early, which Trav can do. Um, but uh, he looked he looked great. This is Travis Head's 
2022 ODI scores. 101, 89, 0, 23, 70 not, 27 and 69. That's for an average of 63. So, uh, Trav, if anyone was doubting whether he should be opening in the one-day side, I don't think many people were, but uh, he was he was elite. Yeah, he was great, and he's done that when he's got his opportunity, as you just said there, Bonds, and he got 100 at the Adelaide Oval. I think it was 2018 against Pakistan. So um, when he gets his opportunity up the top, he definitely takes it, and we – Saw Steve Smith come out and finish the game for the Aussies, and he's back, Bonds. Wasn't that unbelievably good to see how well he batted last night? Yeah, it's put a smile on my face. It would have put a smile on his face as well. He hasn't batted for a long time, and I guess international cricket got that chance against Afghanistan in the World Cup, but didn't make the most of that. So for him to get some time in the middle ahead of the test matches is going to be key for Steve Smith. He tweaked a few technical Dance in his batting, which yeah. seemed to work. Well, he said after the game that it's the best he's felt in six years. So look out, rest of the world, if he's sorted something out and uh, he's that comfortable because he will. We know how well he can be. Whether he gets back to the the unbelievable status that he was, where no one thought we were ever going to get him out, but uh, he is an elite player and eighty not out. And just looked the Steve Smith of old. And I also think the comments during the week that he he was mentioning about how long he's going to play for and if he's going to retire soon or not. And he, he mentioned, he said, if I still wake up and feel like I'm going to training, wanting to get better, then I'm going to keep playing. And I mentioned on air, he's not a person that wants to be number three or number five in the world. He wants to be number one in the world. And that means he wants to get better, which means he's going to play for a long time. And we saw that last night. Here's a good comment. And the skipper, Pat Cummins, after the game, uh, here's what he had to say. Yeah, real kind of team performance as well. Everyone got involved with the win. So, uh, yeah, really pleasing. We came in here really fresh um, you know, after a week and keen to get back into it and, yeah, showed it today. You know, everyone, you know, Ash Agar's into the team for the first time in a little while. Trav Head, they, they stepped up and, um, you know, a couple of spinners bowled in different positions to what they would normally. And, yeah, everyone just cracked on. It was great. Pretty happy, Skipper, for the first time. Gets the win. Easy game. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Albeit it was against a, a depleted English side. A few of their keys from the World Cup didn't play, but winning form is good form bonds, and that's what we want as Australian supporters. Do you think they'll make many changes, the English team, for the game on Sunday? If you listen to Josh Butler's comments last night, it didn't really um, look like they're going to, to be honest. So I thought he... When you could hear him on the stump mic last night, it kind of felt like he was taking the mickey a bit out of the Aussies. Um, we know they won the World Cup uh, 2020, didn't they? So I don't know if he was just still a bit uh, bit tipsy after bit his weary. celebrations. But when they did ask him about taking that one-handed catch, he said, I didn't think I was well, not capable. I didn't think like, I was going to take one of those tonight. So yeah. um, I hope for the sake of the series, two games to go, that they do put a um, their first – First side out there and can get some competitive cricket. Just on the English, Ollie Stone uh, playing his first game for about four years, I think. He looked good, didn't he? He did. Didn't get any wickets. Went, I think none for 50, but uh, he looked good. He had good pace. He did look like the only English bowler up front that was worrying the Australian batsman a little bit. He ran in. He's, he's a tall fella. He's fit, athletic. He, he ran in, bowled 145. 
for majority of his spell. I think he bowled 36 dot balls in his in his 10 over spell, which is enormous in one day cricket with the field out and spread easily. You can get singles. So um, he had a good start. Hopefully he can back it up on Saturday in Sydney. Yeah, I hope they play him again in Sydney and uh, don't make too many changes there because then we'll beat him again. Ashton Agar's fielding, uh, it was pretty special. So for those who didn't see it, just look it up on social media and and he, to describe it, he basically leapt up in the air one-handed for a ball that was going for six, well over the boundary for six. He took the catch one-handed and before he landed, he threw it back in the field behind his back. Unbelievable. It's the best non-catch <laughs> I've ever seen, I think. Um, and it actually got him a wicket next ball because they got a single which made Milan stay on strike and Stanford got in the next ball. So um, the one percenters do help win games and that's why they like him in the side as well. He offers um, bat, ball and in the field. So he got a run out direct hit as well. So, um, yeah. Took a couple of catches in the deep. 100%. Um, it was interesting to watch the way he took a couple of catches in the deep and to see Travis Head hover underneath the one that he dropped, unfortunately, Trav. But uh, it just makes fielding look so easy, Agar. Yeah, they're on the different end of the spectrum, aren't they? <laughs> Travis Head and Ashton Agar. And I guess that's one thing Travis has to get out of his game if he's going to play a lot of international cricket. Next game is on Sun uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow at the SCG. You flying over for that? To, you couldn't no, get a berth on the plane? The, the big dog status yet, Fonz. <laughs> Not sitting up the front with Jared yet. Oh, bad luck, mate. Bad luck. Um <laughs> I want to mention the Adelaide 36ers played last night during the cricket and they knocked off Melbourne United 91 to 86. Robert Franks was outstanding for them. 21 points, uh, 11 rebounds. Anthony Drimmick, 21 points. The Drim Reaper, he was very good. And now they have a four and four record, the 36ers. I, I said this is the first game they've played without Craig Randall's second. And now he's gone. I, I just think they'll get on a little run here. And you'll, they might win, I don't know, maybe five of the next seven. You did mention that last mm. week, didn't you? You said when Randall II had left the 36s that the side was set on now. It was a bit of riffraff in the in the team when he was there. It was a bit of me, me, me. And as you see, 21 points to Franks, 11 rebounds. Drimmick, 21 points. They're sharing the load now. There's not one big superstar. Yeah. Hey, hey, look at me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win you the game. It's a team game. And we were watching at the back, weren't we? Last year, we watched the last minute on or so on my phone. We're make sure they got across the, back the line. Of the box and, <laughs> nah, it's great to see him back on the winners list and um, game coming up this weekend as well. Yeah, so they play uh, New Zealand in New Zealand on Sunday at 1.30 Adelaide time. Um, so make sure you check out our good friends on KO Sport and you can watch it there. Um, and then they play the Wildcats the following Thursday. So they've got a tough run and then they come back home. They've got a run of home games. After that, uh, they'll take on Cairns on December the 2nd. I think that's our next game for broadcast. So myself and Rupert Sapwell will bring that to you. But uh, great to see the Sixers get a win on the road. Is there a big advantage playing at home or away in basketball bonds? Well, normally there is. Normally there is a home advantage, even though the courts are the same size. But you get your home crowd in. But this year it's been the other way around. The away teams have won. Sydney's, Sydney's on a roll away. They haven't lost a game away. Um, and we've seen Cairns go away and win games, and we've we've seen uh, Melbourne win away from home. So, yeah, there has been – it's gone a little bit the other way around, but uh, I think maybe that was just early season 
and teams trying to find themselves a little bit and that it'll, it'll sort of even back out and the home, home court advantage will mean something again. Perfect. Go the 36ers. Go the 36ers. Uh, can the Aussies have won the first game? Warner, again, very good. I just want to go touch back on that for a second. Um, do the Aussies just take these next two games? Uh, they'll be looking to win. There's a World Cup coming up, isn't there? Not that away, far but away, though, yeah. Barnes. There's not much cricket from now till then. They want to probably look at their lineup and sell a lineup for that World Cup. Um, we saw Agar come in last night for Josh Hazelwood, yep. which is a little bit of a surprise. He's the number two world-ranked bowler in the in the format. So to leave him out, it's a big statement, isn't it? They said it was because of workloads, but they haven't been playing much long-form cricket to get workloads. So um, I'm sure he'll come back in, whether or not it's for Stark. Um, Cummins can't miss now because he's the captain. Um, but, yeah, maybe Agar's a man to miss again. Yeah, I thought he I thought he did enough to hold his spot, but we'll see. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. I, I it's it's maybe maybe Stoinis misses out. The only other one is Manus, isn't it? His record this year hasn't been great. We saw him yeah, just trying to be cool. a little bit too cute last night to a ball. He could have probably hit anywhere on the ground. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Due course, probably you can stream. Do you know what, Chad? You can stream every NFL game. This season live on NFL Game Pass. Visit nflgamepass.com. Later in the show as well, we've got a draft prospect from the Eagles, Woodville West Rams Footy Club, Matthias Filippo, will be on the show. Looking forward to talking to him about his draft prospects. We'll take a break. Come back after this. This is Sports Day SA. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Sports ASA, winding your way to a weekend. You can be part of the show. Text in on 0427-154-166. Paul Bonds and Chad Sayers with you. It's time for our Friday forecast, Chad. And that word is forecast. Toolkit Depot, your trade pro partner. Toolkit Depot, shop for a huge range of tools, equipment, safety gear, and workwear. Firstly, your sure thing, Chad Sayers. We talked about him just before Bonds with the review of the Aussie game. My sure thing is Steve Smith is back. Yeah, he's I changed looked his, back last night. He's changed his technique and I reckon his attitude just towards the game a little bit and has paid off and he looked in great rhythm last night, didn't he? He did. Uh, that's a very good sure thing. My sure thing is that 36ers will go back-to-back wins. So they beat Melbourne last night, as I just mentioned before the break. They will beat New Zealand on Sunday and go two in a row. Yeah, good. Sure thing. Most at stake for you this weekend? I think minus Lubashagni bonds, as we just right. mentioned before. World Cup coming up. He hasn't been runs. He hasn't been in great form. Whether or not he holds his spot or not is the next question, but if he isn't in the side tomorrow at the SCG, I think and he gets a chance to bat, he needs to make runs or his spot is up for grabs, that's for sure. Mitch Marsh is just hovering there, isn't he? Mitch how don't you have Mitch really. Marsh? He's playing nearly any other side. So. Interesting. Yeah, uh, not bad, not bad. Uh, my most at stake is the WBBL strikers need to win both their games. Now, the good news is is that they've just knocked off the Hurricanes, which draws them level on points with the Hurricanes and moves them into the four. We'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, they need to win on – they've got another game on Sunday against the Thunder. They need to win that. Did you play did you make that after they'd won or no no I did that this afternoon I was hoping they'd just still checking, be playing while we're on air but they've just 
They've knocked them off early. That's what's happened. That's uh, a great win. Yeah, well we'll talk about that in a minute. And um, all right, what's your doomsday? I'm sick of talking about the weather, Bob. <laughs> and we call this a forecast. And the forecast for the weekend is absolutely shocking again. So what, my, do- play some cricket. my doomsday is that the Peckers and the grey cricket competition gets washed out again tomorrow. You want to get some poles? I don't want to sit around and watch the rain. I want to play cricket, Bond. That's fair enough. So the weather's doomsday for, for Chad. Uh, my doomsday is Qatar loses 5-0 to Ecuador in the opening game of the World Cup and just uh, put a real dampener on the... <laughs> that is a thrashing. <laughs> just a five. I was going to go 10, but I went with five. 5-0 five if they get lose to Ecuador. And what did we uh, read just before that one of their stadiums is built out of containers? I yeah, someone texted that in. Um, I can't remember who it was. Someone texted in that the actual stadium main stadium is made from shipping containers and when the World Cup's over, they're going to pull it down and shipping it. I know they've made some accommodation out of shipping containers. I know they've done that. Swimming pools? No, but I mean in Qatar. So the amount of people there, not enough hotels, so they have made um, temporary accommodation out of shipping containers. Quite warm in there, well, I'm guessing get lucky aircon. <laughs> get, get aircon. I'm not sure. I don't think it's just a shipping container. I'm sure they've decked them out a little bit. What sides are in those? I don't know if it's the teams, but I think it's more about the spectators coming because they didn't have enough accommodation for everyone. They've decked out some shipping containers. Smart. Very smart. Um, let's touch back on the strikers. Uh, we might get a chance to talk about the Redbacks as well. Um, so... Firstly, Hurricanes batted. They made 154 with Mignon de Priya, made 75. Um, now, I'm, I'm going to struggle with this. Uh, but our girl Gemma Barsby got three for 27. But there was a debutante, debutante for the strikers, uh, Anishu Mashangui, or Mashangui. Sorry if I pronounce that wrong. Uh, she got her first wicket, one for 21. She took a catch as well. Beautiful. So in the Great side and, uh, yeah, for the first game. And then... The strikers chased down the runs in 15 overs with T-Mac, Talia McGrath, 93 off 51. Great to see her back in the side, isn't it, Bond? She's been out with a back injury. We know how well she was going at the end of last season. She's one of the best in the game now, and she's transformed her game into one of the best all-rounders in the world, really. Yeah. And she showed that tonight. Class batting. Yeah, 93 off 51 to take her side, level on points with the Hurricanes and into the four. So they're now sitting in the four. They've got one game left on Sunday. They play the Sydney Thunder who are bottom. So you think they just get the job done there. You would hope so, wouldn't you? And we'll see the the strikers in the finals mix again and that'll be great for our fans and hopefully go all the way, Bonds. Uh, Redbacks news for us? I just think it was a disappointing week in WA, wasn't it? They got themselves into another position on day one. They were five for 290, I think it was, and then got bought out for 340. WA, they put on an onslaught, didn't they? Sam Whiteman and and Cam Bangroff put on over 300. 304 for the opening partnership. So that's that's disappointing. They did fight back and bowled them out uh, mid-400s, but their batting collapse again, six for 60 at the end of day three. A few wickets that the batsmen would not like to watch the replay on. Lance yeah. Morris really ran in and bowled some quick balls, but some embarrassing outs really. And yeah, over on day four, so that was disappointing. And then they had their chance to really stamp themselves 
uh, in the one day comp, didn't they? And yeah, they won two, two of the first three. Unfortunately, they got themselves in a position where WA needed 12 to win. With two wickets in hand, Bonds. Gold Paris hits one out the square leg. Drop catch. Dropped sitter. Was a bit of a sitter. Yeah, not Went good to news. Lose, so disappointing for the Redbacks. It was. Uh, the eight-seat Kia Carnival is a grand utility, utility vehicle. I'll let you know that, Chad. Uh, after the break, we're going to talk to Matthias Filippo from the Eagles Footy Club, and that's Filippo. So if you're pronouncing it Filippo, you're doing it wrong. It's Filippo. And I'm, I'll, I'll ask Matthias that after the break, and I'm, I'm guarantee it's Filippo. Has to be. Good Eagles boy. Good Eagles boy. All right, uh, stick around. We'll be back. This is Sports ASA. This is Sports Day for Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Welcome back to Sports Day SA. Thanks for joining us. Paul Bonzer, Chad Sayers with us, and you can discover exceptional customer service at Weeks Homes. Discover different. Text in on 0427 154 Now, Chad, on the line, we've got an up-and-coming superstar from the mighty Eagles Footy Club, and he's brought to us uh, by Repco Authorised Service Centre. You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre for expert car service. Book online at Repco service.com touted to go pretty high in the national draft in just 10 days time Matthias Filippo welcome to Sports TSA how are you guys thanks for having me on now before uh, we get into anything I just want to ask you about your surname uh when I was growing yep. up watching like when I was a young lad watching uh you know, Peter run around it was always Peter Filippo but now a lot of people are pronouncing it Filippo so can you clear that up for us straight away <laughs> yeah yeah it's Filippo there we go. So I was right. See, Chad, I was right. You're always right, Bonds. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, mate, uh, let, now, you've. when did you realise that footy was your sport? Because you got a bit of basketball ability as well. Yeah. Oh, basketball and footy were always my two my two main sports. I guess basketball just took a bit of precedence because um, it was it was a year-round sport. Football was off and on during the year. Like, you have a, you have a fairly long break. So basketball probably occupied my attention for you know, a year round. And that was probably why I probably drifted towards it, um, you know, through my teenage years. But then coming into, you know, this year before the preseason, I was, um, you know, invited to train with the with the senior boys out with the Eagles. And, um, you know, I didn't want basketball potentially, you know, hindering my draft year. And I knew if I wanted to do basketball, it'd be a, it would be, you know, a couple year process instead of, you know, looking at football the one year. So it just didn't want it hindering my performance or my opportunity. So it was a bit of a no-brainer. Now, Bones has talked about your... Your grandfather, Peter, we know your, your dad, Sam, also had a great career at the Eagles. Uh, what kind of influence have they had on your career to date? Yeah, they've been enormous, um, especially dad. His, his guidance, you know, not only on the field but off has, has been, you know, really important for me. There's only so much you can do with eternal drive. Um, you know, without the knowledge, it, it can it can lead just to some pretty bad places. So, for dad to, you know, guide that drive in the right direction, you know, it, it's been crucial for me, and I have no doubt, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here without him. Has he been a, a grumpy dad at times? Like, does he put you back in line when you go a little bit astray? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I'm grateful for it. I mean, early on, I probably didn't like it, but you know, now looking looking at it for what it is, uh, yeah, 
very grateful that he was like that, yeah. All right, draft coming up very shortly. Uh, how many AFL clubs have uh, had a little bit of a chat with you? Pretty much, pretty much every club except Brisbane, which is understandable with the you know the old Ashcroft Fletcher situation. So, um, yeah, pretty much every club spoken to me, which has has been you know really cool. Um, you know, I, I didn't have any expectation on how many I wanted to get to, so you know to have pretty much all of them has been pretty cool. So who do you who do you barrack for, and where do you want to go? I uh, barrack for Port. Okay. I have, yeah, I got, yeah, I, I got a message from Robbie Gray today, which was was pretty surreal. Just you know, encouraging me and showing a bit of support, which was yeah, it was unreal. But who do I want to go to? Um, oh, whoever I get to will be the team I want to go to. Uh, but at the moment, I don't really know, you know, where that's going to be. So you know, we'll find it. Have to find out soon. But yeah, look, I'm not sure. Oh, well said. Um, and where do you see yourself fitting into the AFL system? We know you're a decent. Built mid with a, with a big tank. Do you feel like you can go into an AFL system and and I guess hit the ground running and and fit into a midfield? Um, oh yeah, it's a good question. I'm, I'm not too sure. It de- I guess it depends on the team I go to. But you know, one thing I do know is I'm going to learn a lot from the guys that are already there. And you know, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. There are going to be a lot of you know players that are you know definitely more advanced than me through the midfield and and forward. So. Yeah, I'm not sure if I can have that impact. I, I, I'm going to try my absolute hardest to have an immediate impact. But I think the, the biggest thing for me is just getting to a, to a club and, and, you know, wanting to learn straight away. Now, we've heard through uh, this time of year, the draft combine and the club speak to, speak to a lot of players. There's a lot of weird questions asked. Uh, do you have the weirdest question that you were asked over the last couple of weeks? Um. Yeah, I didn't have. I was. I was kind of lucky. I didn't have too many weird questions, to be honest with you. I mean, I remember with um, one of them that we were just talking about nationalities, and it was it was pretty funny. But he got, they kind of asked what percentage of nationality I was, and it was it wasn't so much weird, but it was more of a funny conversation <laughs> I had because. Yeah, but yeah, I, I didn't have too many left field questions, which was probably good. <laughs> Did you tidy up your uh, social media before you went to the draft camp? I know a lot of rookies in the cricket system get fanned out a bit when they go to the rookie camp. No, no, I didn't have to do too much. I'm not, I'm not present on social media that much anyway, so I, I didn't have to worry about it. And he's a good Eagles boy, Chad. He does nothing wrong there, and, and a good yeah. dad good, looking after him, Sam. Um, now you've been touted to go pretty high in the draft and likely to be the first South Australian drafted. Does that? Put more pressure on you personally, or does that excite you? Yeah, it excites me. I, I always wanted to be uh, recognised as that. I, I never, that was never something I, you know, shied away from. And so to have that opportunity is really exciting. There is a level of pressure that comes with that, but I feel like I can, I, I thrive off of that. So it's, it's really exciting for me. Yeah. And, and I guess what, what are the aspects of your game which you feel make you good enough to play AFL and? What improvements have you, I guess, in the off-season, the pre-season, are you looking at it to improve? Yeah, I reckon my strengths are, you know, my, my size. I reckon I'm a pretty unique build for, for a midfielder. Um, my athleticism with that as well is something that I feel like is a point of difference for me. And then my skills, you know, you know, just pretty good at the level I think they need to be at the moment. I think I need to probably get them to another level, especially kicking-wise before, um, you know, I... You know, I hit the ground running in, the, you know, the AFL. But outside of that, defensively, I just want to, you know, get a bit stronger in, in, in tackling-wise and making sure that, you know, I'm not a liability when we don't have the football. And 
uh, yeah, I reckon they're the main ones, and then just staying in the contest for as, as as long of the game as possible, and you know, trying to have a you know a very high impact. There's been obviously been a bit of a come home factor talk with Isaac Rankin coming back to South Australia. If you do get picked up by an interstate club, um, you, you, obviously you're happy to go to play AFL footy. But do you see yeah. yourself as a long-term uh, player wherever you go and you want to stick with the one club? Yeah, yeah. I, I've always been a guy that's wanted to go to a, you know, one club and, and have a long career there. I tell you, you know, I'm very, I'm very, um, you know, I've studied Kobe, uh, uh, Brian and Michael Jordan quite heavily coming through, you know, being a basketball guy and looking at those, you know, two two characters, they, they're very loyal and that's how I aspire to be like um, with what, whichever club I get drafted to. So, yeah, I, I see myself, you know, taking an opportunity into state and, and, you know, staying there for a very long time. Well, if you can have half of the career that one of those blokes had, you'd be a pretty decent player, I reckon. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah. um, obviously, nerves kicking in and um, around draft time. Where, where are you going to watch it and who, who with? Yeah, so I think um, oh, we're going to Melbourne. I'm one of the ones that got invited to Melbourne. I think that got announced not that long ago. But I'm going with um, some of my family and girlfriend and then some of my friends. So it should be a, should be a good night. So you get, you get that ticket. That generally means you're getting drafted, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess it does. Yeah. yeah. Well, we hope you go on the first night and don't have to uh, stick around for the second night. Um, what about away from footy? What do you like to do away when you're not playing footy, not training? Is there something that uh, that keeps you entertained? Yeah, well, basketball. Um, love watching basketball. Love playing basketball. And then outside, I'll enjoy the video games with some of my friends here and there. So, yeah, they're probably the the two the two things that I'll spend my top my off time doing, to be honest with you, and then spending time with friends and girlfriends. Yeah, Matthias, me and Bonds are avid Eagles supporters here in the SNFL. Yep. How are they going to go next yep. season? Are there any recruits coming over? Oh, it's probably too early to call, but the groups the groups hit the track running. To be honest with you, we're, we're you know looking pretty good at the moment. Um, I guess the thing for us is just yeah, like I said, just staying on the track and. Hopefully staying healthy. You know, the boys are very committed and I know the coaches have come out with a, you know, a very clear, you know, goal um, and to just have a very big and, and rough preseason. So I think I think we'll, you know, we'll benefit from that largely and we'll see how we go. But yeah, look, I hope we do, you know, I hope we do really well. Oh, perfect, mate. And how's big Matty Knight going out there? Oh, awesome. He got um, <laughs> a role as, as the reserves coach, which everyone got around him for. It was, yeah, we love that. Definitely. Yeah, Knight is, Knight is a ripper. He is a ripper, like... Um... Before uh, before we let you go, I just need a promise for you that when you finish your outstanding AFL career, that you will come back and play a couple of seasons at the Eagles. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> no pressure. Get Jimmy Rose back. Oh, we'll still have to see what happens. When, well, after you've, after you've played 300 back. AFL games, Matthias, you can, yeah, oh, you, you know, oh, end of your career when you're oh, sort of mid-30s, <laughs> wander back to oh, uh, yeah, Woodville Oval. Yeah. Oh well, if, if if it came to me being, you know, coming back to the Sandford out, I'd go to any other club. Yeah, <laughs> definitely would be the Eagles. Yeah, fantastic, mate. Look, best of luck. Uh, Ten days away from the national draft, and uh, sure you're going to do well. And wherever you land, uh, we hope uh, we wish you all the best and a fantastic career moving forward. No, thanks, guys. Hope I can make you guys proud. I'm <laughs> sure well, you will. Mate. Matthias Filippo from the Eagles Footy Club there, and he was brought to us by Tire Power. Brands you can trust, like Maxxis Tires, big holiday sale 
on right now. Well, Chad, while we're on the AFL, big news out of Tasmania today is that there's an in-principle agreement that the 19th team in the AFL will come from Tasmania. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen now, Bonds, isn't it? It's been it in, is. in the whirlwind for a long time. Um, everyone from Tasmania wants a side in there. We know a lot of footy is played there with Hawthorne and North Melbourne, so they get a taste of it, but they want their own team. Looks like they're going to get it. The government are offering a fair bit of money to get a side in. Gil McLaughlin said it's close, but they're just, I guess, going through the, the fine print now. Well, Gil landed on Thursday in Tassie. Let's hear what he said yesterday. A licence without stadium funding being locked in? I think we've just been uh, clear that we're working with it and then we're trying to land the whole package together and uh, we think the uh, stadium's an important piece. And so, um, um, you know, we've got lots to do, which is working with clubs, state government, uh, other parties around the, around the venue and all the other parts and hopefully we'll come together as one. Bill McLaughlin there as he got off the plane yesterday in Tassie. So, and, this, and then this morning... It was announced that they, uh, in principle, they will be the 19th team. So it's not 100%, but it's looking like it's going to go ahead, Bonds. And it's exciting for football, isn't it? And the only thing I don't like about it is there's going to be a, a buy for one side every every round when they do come in. But Yeah, there's still plenty of footy, though. So as long as they spread, like, your team's going to not play for a week, which happens now with they split rounds and so on and so on. But uh, Brent Costello from Win News, uh, just talking about the next steps for Tassie. Yeah, it's, it surrounds the stadium, Sam. So that's the next step forward. So I think they wanted to get something out there just to throw us a bone today to say, you know, we are committed to this. But uh, the stadium needs to happen for a team to happen, and for the stadium to happen, obviously a lot of funding has to go into that as well. So the state government here is committed three hundred and seventy-five million dollars towards that. That's their max. They've capped out on that. So around $375 million has to come from somewhere else. And, and the majority of that you'd think would have to come from the federal government. So that's the next step. A business case is currently being prepared to take to the feds by the state government. So I, I expect that to be sometime before the new year. And uh, so we, he, he sort of mentioned there that the federal government will have to tip in some money as well. 375 mil just rolls off the tongue. Uh, what... What are his thoughts on, uh, let's have a listen to what he said about the federal government help? Well, this is a tricky situation because you're right, Labor here, which is the state opposition, is dead against a new stadium being built. They, they believe the funds should go to health and homelessness and, and you know, there's oh, a lot of um, wage strikes here at the moment and things like that. So they, they think the money can be better spent elsewhere. And that's a tricky party because obviously the federal government's Labor. So if they come in and, and, and fund this, it, it creates sort of a, a delicate situation with the state Labor here. So, um, but, you know, Gil was... You know, Adam in his press today that they've had some success with getting funding out of governments before. So um, you wouldn't put it past them to get it done, I don't think, the AFL. So will they get it done? They'll get it done, Bonds. <laughs> it's, a, it's a 12 million per year over 12 year deal with 60 million towards their high performance and, and admin. So they're serious about it. It's a lot of money the AFL are putting in. Yeah. I like, I. I think it's just got to happen. It's been too long, and they've been talking about this for decades. Decades, 40, 50 years, they've wanted an AFL team in Tassie. So uh, what about what about the thought of what the jumper should be? Like, should they use the Tassie colours? Should it be green, yellow, red? I did see a picture of the Premier in, on Twitter holding yes. a uh, state Tasmanian Guernsey. It can't be the state jumper, surely. Well, that's for state of origin where we don't see that anymore, Bonds. But maybe, 
along the lines of the cricket team, the Tigers. Um, I'm tipping it's going to be green and yellow. Yeah, I, I, I think. And we got the Jack Jumpers in the NBL. They use the green and yellow. And you know, like you said, the Tigers in cricket, they use the green, yellow, red. So uh, it has to be the colours. It has to be green um, as the base, I think. But uh, what about a name? Do they just go with the Devils and be done with it? Hundred percent. Tassie Devils, Tassie Devils, Tassie Tigers, the Jumping Jacks. <laughs> what about a coat? The first coach of the Tasmanian team does it? Does a Rewalt go down? And do they start with a? That's a great a new coach. Bond. Maybe the maybe the cousins can coach. By the time Nick and Jack, like the, yeah, it's going to be. It's going to take three or four years. Yeah, so by the time they're in the AFL. Jack Rewalt's definitely retired. He's probably got pretty much one year left. He'll find his feet for a couple of years in an AFL system at the at a club somewhere just to get his coaching ability up to ranks and then, bang, first year the Tassie are in, he's the coach. Yeah, and we've seen from what they've done with Optus Stadium in Perth, what the Adelaide Oval development here, it's not just about footy. Like every other sport can be played there. They can have major events there, major concerts. So it's not just a footy ground. It'll be a multi-purpose stadium. It will generate money for the state. Hundred percent. If they get it, can get it anywhere near the like the Adelaide Oval. Then how good is a Test match there, Bones? When you see the atmosphere, you create tourism opportunities for people to come in and, and see your state, Tasmania, Hobart. Wonderful place to. The tour. Yep. You, you build a hotel as part of the complex, just like they've done at the Adelaide Oval now. There's a hotel there. And, yeah, it's uh, – I, I, I just think – I just think that I, – I just think it's just got to happen. And, yes, uh, yes, it sounds like a lot of money, but when we're talking about something that's going to be there for 50 years, yeah, it's probably not that much. And I've got a left field one. Matthew Wade will be the runner. Matthew Wade. <laughs> <laughs> He'd make a good runner too. Doesn't want to chat. <laughs> Might get in trouble mouthing off at the opposition. Uh, Jay Schultz is coaching in Tassie, coach of uh, North Lawn- Launceston. So Jade Rawlings is from Tassie. Thanks, Sam. Sam's out there uh, helping us out. But I, I, yeah, I, look, I, I can't wait for it. I think it's great. Um, just call them the Devils. Who's going to be their first recruit? I don't see. It's still a couple of years away. Still a couple of years away. I don't know. But it has to be a name. And I think what we'll find is, well, they did something not that long ago. Dusty Martin or someone like that. I don't know. Too far out. of Too far out, I think. But uh, they'll go for a big fish. Someone will get a lot of money to to skipper or Take anyone from the power bonds. I'm I'm happy (laughs) with whoever they take. Other news in footy is uh, Gary Abbott Jr. is pulling the boots on again. I did see that. He had a, a uh, media day, I guess you can call it, with uh, Matty Stokes from, from Geelong. He's up there coaching. I'm not Good sure Eagles if he's playing or not, but imagine them two running around the full line. <laughs> Good luck. You're not catching them, are you? Good luck. Uh, yeah, he's got to play in the NTFL for Palmerston. Probably going to have a run around. They'll, they'll sell it out, won't they? They will generate a massive crowd there, won't they? In, well, it's not every day you get to see one of the best players in the AFL just run around in a local league. Um, I'm sure if he played for the Eagles here, Bonds would, wouldn't get a uh, a car park at Oval Avenue. So, um, 
Nah, that's exciting. I'm sure a lot of people would tune in on the live stream as well. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. It is live streamed. I think it's Community TV. I think I heard uh, today. So if you want to watch G Ablett Junior run around uh, for Palmerston, and you'll probably only get 25, 30 <laughs> possessions, kick a, kick four goals. Nah, don't worry about yeah. it. As long as he doesn't get injured, he'll be happy. I think. Uh, other AFL news, and this is quite big. I was, I, I was quite surprised when I saw this, but Joel Selwood has a coaching job, but not in footy. Where's he going, Bob? He's going to the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, so right. Melbourne Storm have swooped in and made him their leadership coach. And what a person to be a leadership coach. He was a, obviously a great leader for John Katz, just off a premiership year, always led from the front whenever he spoke to the media or in front of a – a camera, he, he was always great, wasn't he? Um, yeah. He led the way so well for that club and for the Melbourne Storm to get him is a great get. Very smart oh. by Melbourne Storm to do that. I, I just, uh, You had a bit of a rumour that he might have been off to Carlton. Potentially. Is, yeah. Just, just a little birdie told me that in uh, one of the trees when I was going for a run, Bonds. But um, obviously not. Might want a change of code for a couple of years. Um, I think the uh, the... the Offer might have been too good to refuse. Well, you never know, do you? Maybe he just wanted a bit of a rest from footy. Um, he's obviously been involved for 15 years as a player, so um, time away makes you a bit keener to get back. Uh, what do you got on tomorrow? Are you uh, hopefully going to get a game of cricket? Well, you look out the window now and it's not raining, so fingers crossed the Peckers uh, can get on the field. It's washed out. out last week. Big yeah. game against Glenelg there. One of the top sides in, Woodville. in the Sacker Premier Cricket. So back to Oval Avenue. I'm sure you'll be down there, Bonds, walking I'll, your dog. I'll wander around there at some time as long as the rain stays away. We've just it's been some rain on weekends. It poured at last weekend. Shocking. And, uh, yeah, you guys are in a really good position. But hopefully so we can get some grade cricket around the place uh, tomorrow with uh, the rain staying away. Now, I do have a lot, nice little story that I found um, online today. And there's a young kid called Steely Green. And he's from the South Fremantle uh, Footy Club. He is a draft prospect. Steely Green. Good name. Good footy name. Steely Green running off a halfback flank. Sounds tough, doesn't it? It does. Um, but this, there's a bit of a story behind this kid. So he was a sailor. So like racing sailboats and stuff. Um, when he was a little bit younger... And he was sailing his little boat and he ha- grabbed onto the mast. It was a bit of a storm around and the boat got hit by lightning. So he got Jeez. struck by lightning and his mum had bought him some rubber boots only a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> so if he wasn't where he used to go barefoot yep. and mum did the right thing and bought him some rubber shoes to sail just, in. Just in case he got hit by lightning. Well, I don't think it was hit by lightning, <laughs> but more like don't fall out the boat. But so, yeah, and if he didn't have the rubber boots on, no, we won't say that. No. But uh, he's seen the light, got struck by lightning, and as a profession, if footy doesn't work out for him... What, what actually happens when you get hit by lightning, Bonds? Uh, I reckon it stings a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but he's now, he, he's now learning how to be a sparky, which I... <laughs> Every which chance I he's getting electrocuted a few more times as well. So Steely Green, he's, he was named, uh, his parents named him after the band Steely Dan, which is playing in the background there. Um, but he's never listened to a Steely Dan song in all his life. So he, some Steely Dan, just a little bit more volume there, Sam, and uh, we'll have a bit of a little, 
10 seconds of Steely Dan. So, a uh, little bit before your time, a bit before my time, actually. It's probably 1976 or something. Nice head bobbing song, though, isn't it? Foot tapping. It's a classic. It's a classic. Do it again, Steely Dan. So, Steely Green, um, I hope he gets drafted. Well, if he does get drafted, we'll, name to call. we'll have to get him on, Bonds. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. If he does, if he, yeah, it's, it's obviously a great story. Struck by lightning, now an electrician, named after Steely Dan. Um, if he goes undrafted, it's going to be very disappointing. <laughs> top 10. He's moved up the top 10 just because he got struck by Great lightning. Story. Draft him. What does happen? We'll have to Google what happens when you get struck by lightning. Yeah, we'll do it in a break, Bones. We'll get a YouTube up. Oh, we haven't got a break after this. We're going home. Well, that's so right. I'll YouTube it when I get home then. <laughs> I'm just loving the show so much, Bones. I want to keep going, mate. Well, we can keep going. And it's raining outside, so I don't want to... Oh, no, yeah. We can't do that. We'll have to... Uh, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, I just... Steely Dan's still going in the background now. I reckon that's enough, Sam. <laughs> Do we have to pay for the rights to play that on? Uh, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. I just shouldn't have mentioned that. Well, been a fantastic uh, week on Sports ASA. Hope you can join us again next week. Uh, Chad, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you sometime next week as well, I think. Thanks, Bones. Go the Peckers. See you, everyone. to Sports Day for Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.